millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. Hi there, I'm Jennifer Landa, and welcome to Happy Beeps. This is the show where I celebrate the wonderful and weird side of Star Wars, as well as the creators who make the magic happen. This episode is dedicated to a man who wears many hats, or in this case, many capes. 
At 35 years old, Donald Glover is incredibly prolific and has a drive of a superhero. If you've seen his FX show Atlanta, you will see his name on title card after title card. Starring Donald Glover. Executive produced by Donald Glover. Written by Donald Glover. Directed by Donald Glover. Music supervised by Donald Glover. He is a man of many talents, whose projects have won awards across the board, from Emmys to Grammys to Golden Globes, Writers Guild and Producers Guild Awards. And oh yeah, he's now forever known as young Lando Calrissian. On today's show, I want to pay tribute to the genius of Donald Glover and share why I think his performance as that smooth-talking smuggler is so good. We'll dive into Donald's origin story, learn more about how he tackled the role of Lando, and also hear about his Star Wars fandom. Buckle up, baby, because we're going to get into all of that and more on this Happy Peeps episode. How can one man be so freaking talented? With Donald Glover, there are no limits to his creativity. Truly, anything is possible if he sets his mind to it. Donald grew up in Stone Mountain, Georgia. Stone Mountain is a suburb located in East Atlanta. His mom ran a daycare center, and his dad was a postal worker. His parents also served as foster parents for 14 years, taking in numerous children who had been abused or were physically ill. He was raised a Jehovah's Witness, which means his parents didn't allow him to watch any television, except PBS and the occasional Bugs Bunny cartoon. Ever the determined kid, Donald secretly turned the television on with the sound low and taped episodes of The Simpsons on his talkboy recorder so that he and his brother Stephen could listen to them later on. His parents were much more lax when it came to listening to music, however. His dad played everything from Holland Oates to the police to Parliament Funkadelic. Donald has said that growing up a Jehovah's Witness amplified his own alienness, but it also forced him to entertain himself in creative ways, like making his own puppet shows and performing them for the foster kids his parents took care of. Throughout his childhood, Donald showed he had fierce tenacity when it came to achieving his dreams. In 1996, when Nintendo 64 came out, his mother told him it was just too expensive. Donald was undeterred. His brother Stephen told The New Yorker that when Donald heard on Radio Disney that they were giving a Nintendo 64 away to the 19th caller every day for a week, he listened all week and kept calling in until he figured out when the perfect time to call was. Donald then ran upstairs and said, I want it. He may have only been 13 years old, but he had already learned that the key to success isn't luck, it's persistence. Donald told the New Yorker magazine that when he was 10, he realized that if he wanted to be good at P.E., he'd have to be good at basketball. So he went home and shot baskets in his driveway for six hours until his mom called him in. The next day, he said, I was good enough that you wouldn't notice I was bad, and I realized my superpower. Practice, persistence, determination, focus. All these things would propel Donald Glover on his path to success. In his early teens, Donald already had his future mapped out. 
he wanted to attend New York University and then write for The Simpsons. So after he graduated from high school, Donald attended NYU's Tisch School of the Arts. While in college, he formed a sketch comedy group with two fellow NYU students. They called themselves Derek Comedy, and the group made short comedy videos that they posted on YouTube. They started their channel in January of 2006, and about five months later, they'd have their first viral video. But that wasn't what got Donald discovered. David Miner was an executive producer for NBC's 30 Rock. He was searching for young and diverse writers on the Upright Citizens Brigade website when he stumbled upon a comedy troupe that Donald had performed with. The group, the Wicked Wicked Hammercats, had won several comedy awards and received rave reviews from Time Out New York. Not too shabby. Mr. Miner reached out to Donald and sent him to meet Tina Fey, who was the star and creator of 30 Rock. But Donald wasn't a traditional screenwriter. According to Tina Fey, all he had was a spec script that he had written for The Simpsons and a packet of sketch comedy pieces. One of the sketches was about going on a date with a girl and slowly realizing that she was a fraggle. Tina thought it was hilarious. And so he got the job as a writer on 30 Rock. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. The NBC comedy would be great training ground for the young creator, but being the multi-hyphenate that he is, he decided to leave after two seasons. It was a great gig, but it was also a very demanding full-time job. Donald had more dreams he wanted to conquer, like stand-up, writing a feature film with Derek Comedy, and becoming a rapper. It shouldn't come as a surprise that all three of these endeavors led to success. Donald landed two Comedy Central stand-up specials. Derek Comedy's feature film Mystery Team premiered at the Sundance Film Festival in 2009. Community creator Dan Harmon happened to be at one of the film's showings and was so impressed by Donald's performance, he decided to offer him the part of Troy Barnes in the NBC sitcom. In fall of that year, Donald would also start releasing mixtapes under his music alter ego, Childish Gambino. Okay, hold up, wait a minute, all good, just a week ago. Crew at my house, and we party every weekend, so on the radio, that's my favorite. Donald's rap career didn't come out of nowhere. Like everything else in his life, he had been practicing for years. In freshman year at NYU, he wound up doing a 20-minute freestyle in a common area in the dorms. He released his first rap album in 2011 and his second album in 2013, which he got two Grammy nominations for. This is when I actually first heard Childish Gambino's music, and truth be told, I did not know it was Donald Glover. I'd blast his songs whenever they came on the radio, never making the connection that the smooth guy in my car was the geeky guy on Community. Look, I could do a whole podcast on his music career, but now let's bring it back to Star Wars. As I talked about earlier, growing up a Jehovah's Witness meant television was off-limits for Donald and his family, but movies, well, that was a different story. His dad was a huge Star Wars fan, so the very first toy Donald ever got was a Lando Calrissian action figure. Here is Donald on Axis Hollywood talking about his first Star Wars experience. First toy. First toy ever. I had him and a Darth Vader. I didn't even know Han existed. I think, yeah, like, I didn't, I didn't, I thought it was Lando versus Darth Vader. You know, like, kind of thing. As a kid, like, you know, I, and, you know, and I, and I think I bit, because, like, Darth Vader had a lightsaber, and I think I bit it off to give it to Lando. Donald grew up on the Star Wars franchise. He collected all the action figures, watched the movies over and over again, and soaked in as much as he could about the lore. He even showed his fan pride by wearing a Star Wars shirt in one of his high school yearbook photos. Donald has said that he reveres Star Wars like the Bible. When they first announced the Han Solo movie, I remember it wasn't long before rumors began swirling around that Donald Glover was in the mix for Lando. Turns out those rumors were true. 
Here's Donald on Jimmy Kimmel telling the story of how it all went down. I told my agent, I was like, if they're making a, a Han Solo movie, Lando's got to be in it, and I want to be Lando. <laughs> and, and, and to his credit, and I appreciate it, he was like, I don't like your odds. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> like, what? which was awesome because I was like, I'm gonna get this. Like, I had to like, where, like he was, he was like, yeah, because it was, it was a very like, it was, it was a long time ago, and like, and I just really, I just really wanted to be it because it was like my first toy, and I just loved that character. Donald knew he was right for Lando, but I didn't. When those rumors started going around, I was unsure of the choice. I had loved the idea of him portraying Miles Morales in a Spider-Man movie, but Lando? Lando is suave, mysterious, charming. Donald on screen and off is also charming, but part of that charm comes from him not taking himself so seriously. Donald has often played characters that are self-effacing and self-deprecating. Would that help or hurt his portrayal of Lando? What I know now is that Donald was determined to land the role of Lando and bring new life to the character. He knew his job would be daunting, but like everything else in his life, he was ready for the challenge. After he got the call that he booked the role of Lando, he celebrated in the best way possible. Here he is again on Jimmy Kimmel. I called my dad first and told him, and that was like a big moment, just like, you know, he was proud. And then I went and got a, a large, uh, cheese pizza, mm -hmm. <laughs> and then went home and watched Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> the next thing Donald wanted to do before tackling the legendary role was to speak to the legend himself, Billy D. Williams. The two met at a restaurant that looked like Murray Callender's. Mm, Love their cornbread. The two sat in an oversized wood booth with black leather seats. Donald wore a baseball hat. Billy D. wore his sunglasses inside the restaurant. Donald told Anthony Bresnikan of Entertainment Weekly that he just wanted to ask Billy Dee, Star Wars was such a big deal, and then they make the second one, and you're kind of the first and the almost only black guy in the universe at that point. I was like, how did you go into that? What were your thoughts? It's always a big thing when you break a mold. What was the process of that like? Billy Dee gave him some good advice and told him the best thing to do is to be yourself as much as possible and make the character a real person, rather than the whole identity for a whole group of people. Being able to talk to the man who originated the role that Donald would be playing was invaluable. But when Donald tried to go over Lando's backstory and get into the specifics of how Billy D crafted his performance of Lando, he got a simple answer. Here's Donald on Jimmy Kimmel again. Mm -hmm. So I came in with like all this stuff that I was like, you know, maybe Lando's from this planet and he did this and maybe his family's rich. Maybe he's like, just all these maybes and questions that, you know, he kind of had and I just lay it all out there. And I, it's funny because I don't even think he was looking at me when he said it. Like Billy's like, I don't know, just be charming, man. <laughs> and he's like, you know, he was like, just be charming. And I was like, oh yeah, it was taught me a valuable lesson. I was like, don't overthink this. <laughs> just be cool, just well, be yeah. charming. There's nobody cooler than Billy yeah, Dee Williams. In researching Alden Ehrenreich and Donald Glover, I've learned that both men approach acting kind of similarly. They are both inquisitive by nature, and so when they begin crafting a character, they ask a lot of questions. They're also both laser-focused, and yet seem affable in interviews. They're both good at comedy, and they also grew up on Star Wars, Donald more so than Alden. Donald discovered that being a Star Wars fan 
meant his knowledge of canon and legends was helpful in preparing for his role. It's really exciting to be on, on something like this and also have the, the knowledge there. Like, I didn't have to do any research. I didn't have to read about it. I didn't know. Like, I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah, Dagobah system, <laughs> you know, oh, yeah, this is, oh, this is the scene where he loses it. Like, I, I know that knowledge is in my head already. And it's it's not even about me geeking out, but it's just like, it's just nice to have something that's already imprinted in your DNA, you know, and you can just live it. As Donald alluded to on Jimmy Kimmel, one of the first things many actors do when preparing for a role is figuring out what their character's backstory is. Where did my character grow up? What was their childhood like? What did they want to be when they grew up? What were some of the positive and negative relationships that they've had that made an impact on their life? Filling in all these details helps you, the actor, understand your character's motivations, perspective, and how your character would react in various situations. You are literally creating a human being with real thoughts and emotions rooted in truth from a backstory that you, the actor, have created. This process becomes more complicated when you have to play the younger version of a character that has been cemented in pop culture for 38 years. We talked about how Alden Ehrenreich masterfully did it with Han Solo in the last episode of Happy Beeps. Now let's talk about how Donald Glover masterfully did it with Lando Calrissian. One of the trickiest things about portraying Lando, or Han, is to seamlessly thread the younger version to the older version of the character. Though two performances should match enough so that you can watch Solo and then The Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi and feel like you've watched the evolution of one character. There are some moviegoers who would have preferred an impressionist or a lookalike for the roles of Han and Lando. But just like they did with Han, Lucasfilm cast an exceptional actor who could convey the essence of the character Lando. Donald Glover doesn't really look like Billy D. Williams. He doesn't sound like him naturally, although he did alter his voice to match Billy D's in Solo. And before Solo, Donald wasn't known for playing slick characters, although his character in Magic Mike XXL definitely showed his sexy side. Most audiences knew him as the funny, geeky guy in Community, but if you also knew his alter ego of Childish Gambino, you knew he was actually perfect for the role of Lando. Lando Calrissian is a showman. He's one of the few Star Wars characters, besides Snoke, that I could totally see having a Las Vegas nightclub act. Can't you just picture Lando dramatically walking around the casino, his cape billowing in the air conditioning, and then when it came time to sing, leaning up against the piano and seductively crooning the audience with a tune? As a musical artist, Donald has toured the country performing for huge crowds, performing at Coachella with Kendrick Lamar, performing on SNL as a musical guest. He is a hip-hop R&B star. And that is exactly what a modern-day version of Lando would be. Donald Glover clearly has swagger. It's why when all of the promotional material of him dressed in his Lando costume came out, it got fans hyped for his performance. He and the costume designers nailed it. It's why many of us were already calling for a Lando standalone film, even before we saw any footage from Solo. But, you know, just being charming on screen it wouldn't have been enough. It would have come off as an imitation or a caricature of the character, not the embodiment of Lando Calrissian. Donald dug deeper, 
and even pinpointed why audiences love and admire Lando's style. You know, it's always nice to meet people in life who have flair and style. Like, you know, it's a, it's a, a lot of people don't have time for flair and style now, especially nowadays. I think it's a lot of work to, to put that much style into your everyday life. You have to really care about things. And I think, and it shows, uh, it shows that uh, you care about perception and, and life in a different way. And a lot of people don't, you know, a lot of people have to really hurry up and just get to the thing. And I think he believes in, I think there's something about him that's really graceful. When we meet Han Solo at the beginning of Solo, he isn't the smuggler we meet in A New Hope. He's obviously younger, definitely more naive, and he hasn't been beaten up by life yet. When we meet Lando Calrissian in Solo, he too is obviously younger, and while he is already a gambler and a con artist, that identity hasn't hardened yet. He's still a little unsure of himself, and underneath his confidence and dramatic capes is the feeling that he's still figuring things out. Lando dresses impeccably, his Millennium Falcon is pristine, but keeping up these outward appearances is a way for him to mask both his con and his own self-doubt. I really like that in the scene in the lodge where Kira asks Lando for his ship, we see Lando vacillating between cockiness towards Han, flirtatiousness with Kira, and then when he's challenged by Beckett, he quickly backs down and takes their deal. As we talked about in the Alden episode, Donald is using all these different tactics to show how his character is going to get what he wants. It's a great moment because we see Lando trying to manipulate and charm the three other characters. But when he hears L3 getting into a fight on the other side of the bar, he snaps out of con mode and we see who Lando really is at his core. He may be selfish and he may betray his friends later in The Empire Strikes Back, but at his core, he is loyal to his friends. We see that in Return of the Jedi and we see that in Solo with his relationship to L337. Here's Solo screenwriter John Kasdan. The other dichotomy in Lando is that he's this incredibly sort of loose, casual guy, but at the core of his story in our movie is a very deep relationship with his co-pilot. The friendship, possible romantic relationship between Lando and the droid L3, shows a different side of Lando than we've ever seen. He allows her to call the shots, even though he is technically her captain. She calls him out, and he takes it. She tells him what to do, and he does it. Oh, my sacro-occipital circuit is sticking. You're going to have to do that thing again later. Yeah. One of my favorite Lando moments that also happens to be a very, very sad scene is when he's trying to comfort L3 and cradling her in his arms as she's dying. It shows the depth of their connection and how much he cares for her as a friend and a companion. It's a beautiful moment, and Donald goes to the depth of his emotions, showing tenderness, frustration, concern, and grief. I cry every time I watch that scene. Phoebe Waller-Bridge's performance is amazing as well, and together she and Donald give a touching, tragic end to a beautiful relationship. Lando and Han are two characters that have represented machismo and pop culture over the decades. So I love that the Kasdans allowed the younger versions of these characters to be vulnerable on screen. Both characters try to play their cards close to their chest, but when they are tested, 
they bear their emotions and let their feelings be known. Speaking of cards, can we talk about the Sabat game now? This is definitely my favorite scene in all of Solo. As I talked about last time in my Alden Happy Beeps episode, there is so much subtext going on in this scene that makes it really compelling to watch. In portraying Lando in the scene, Donald had one thing he wanted to convey. I just wanted to exude a sense of competitiveness that's like honest about the characters. <laughs> like I, I win through being smooth and he wins through being a cowboy. Okay, so let's break down this scene. When Han enters, Lando is clearly sizing him up. Lando's body language shows his confidence. He's leaning back and resting one arm on his chair. He is in control of this game and in his mind of this situation. So this is uh, Sabak. 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 Got it. You played before? A couple times, yeah. Captain Lindo Karazi. Han Solo. Looks like you're uh, having a good day. I'm a lucky guy. Can I ask you a question, Captain Calrissian? Anything, Han. It's Han, but that's okay. In choosing to mispronounce Han's name, Lando is trying to knock Han down a peg. Lando doesn't even look at him when he does this and makes it seem like he could care less about this new potential adversary. But the subtext is that he does care and he's clearly met his match in Solo. I heard a uh, story about you. I was wondering if it's true. Everything you've heard about me is true. In this moment, Lando zeroes in on Han, looks him directly in the eye, and delivers this line. It's an aggressive move, and also somewhat of a flirtatious one. The best part is when the drink droid comes over, and he doesn't move anything except his arm to get his beverage refilled. After this moment, Lando starts bragging about the moon he won while Han pretends to fawn all over him. The dance that these two characters are doing is freaking brilliant because it really is a mental game between the two. There's also some sexual energy happening in this scene. When Lando calls him adorable, it's both flirtatious and patronizing. Donald delivers a line with truthfulness behind it, and yet you can hear the condescension in his tone. Towards the end of the Sabat game, the two characters are no longer sizing each other up. They are mentally testing each other. They're both trying to get the upper hand. In the beginning of the scene, Donald purposely looks away as Alden is talking to him. Lando seems aloof, or at least that's what he wants Han to believe. But as Han starts appealing to Lando's ego and winning hands, he starts to get Lando's attention. And once they put their ships on the line, Lando never takes his eyes off of Han. Like I said, so much subtext happening here, and both Donald and Alden execute it beautifully. This scene is creating the foundation for the friendship that we learn about in The Empire Strikes Back, so there is a tremendous amount of pressure on making this scene work. And thanks to two brilliant actors, it doesn't just work, it's memorable. You can feel the chemistry and respect between these two characters, and the actors that play them. Because the Sabacc scene is so good, it made me want to see more of just Lando and Han. I wanted to see them off on some big adventure. It also made me long for a Lando standalone film. Donald's performance was so fantastic, but it was also very limited by the amount of scenes he had. 
You know, he doesn't show up until 50 minutes into the film. So for me, I left the theater wanting to see more. Han is a rule breaker, but as Donald Glover has said, Lando likes rules because he benefits from them. Lando uses the rules to find loopholes so he can ultimately get what he wants. So I want to see more Lando moments like that, finding those loopholes to get what he wants. It's a testament to Donald's great performance that so many fans have been hoping there would be a Lando sequel. People were even calling for it before Solo came out. People were so vocal about it online that Kathleen Kennedy had to address the rumors and say, sorry folks, there was no Lando film in the works. But that won't stop us from trying. One final thing I'll say about Donald's performance is how he infuses small moments with comedy. Whether it's with a gesture of his hand when he storms off on Savarine after Han has ruined his ship, or his sudden earnestness in taking Beckett's bad deal in the lodge. He weaves these comedic moments throughout his performance and roots them in truth so they never seem like gags or shtick. He makes it look easy. But I point it out because as an actor, I know it's not. I am in awe of Donald Glover as an actor, writer, director, producer, singer, rapper, and I'm sure I'll be in awe of anything else he decides to tackle next. In Solo, A Star Wars Story, Donald portrays Lando with grace, swagger, fun, and most importantly, heart. He took Billy D. Williams' advice to be charming, while also making the character real and grounded in authenticity. Lando is a character that has meant so much to so many fans, particularly people of color, like myself. As Donald said, Lando was the almost only black guy in the universe when he first appeared on screen in 1980. Thankfully, that universe is expanding, but the importance and legacy of Lando cannot be understated. It's pretty poetic that Donald's first action figure was Lando Calrissian, a character he'd eventually portray many years later. It's also a wonderful reminder that anything is possible, especially if you're Donald Glover. Thank you for joining me on these fun deep dives into two solo actors' performances. You know, I didn't even get into the incredible work that Donald has been doing on his Emmy award-winning show, Atlanta, or the important conversation that his latest Childish Gambino project has started. He is truly a genius. And like I said, I am just, I am in awe. What did you think of Donald's performance in Solo? Let me know on Twitter at Jennifer Landa, hashtag happy beeps. I am also on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube as Jennifer Landa. Special thanks to Tony Thaxton for our Happy Beeps theme songs. You can find more of his Star Wars songs at patreon.com slash cloudcitysoundtrack. Have him write a Star Wars song for you. And as always, if you'd like to support what we do here at Force Center, be sure to check out our site at patreon.com slash Center. Thank you all so much for listening. And until next time, beep bop boop. Mom. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.